the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. The Bible, which is written by God, tells us who are part of the family of God how to be the Christians that our Father God wants us to be. One of the things that we're supposed to do is to be imitators of the one who is the head of the church, that is our elder brother Jesus. We Christians, who are Jesus' brothers and sisters, are supposed to use Jesus Christ as our example of how we're supposed to live our lives as part of the family. We're to follow Jesus' lead and do whatever he does and or tells us to do. Whatever Jesus does, we're supposed to follow and do. Whatever Jesus doesn't do, we're to make sure that that's something that we don't do too. That's because being imitators of Christ is what God the Father told all of us, his children, that we ought to do. Because Jesus did and lived exactly like the Father wants all of us to live. God wants all of us who are his to be imitators of Christ. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Now this time say it like you mean it. How you doing today? There we go. Amen. So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. I got a word for you today that's going to be a blessing to you this very day. And aid and assisting you to live in a blessed life too. I'm talking about the life that God died for you to live and the one that he has for you. We're going to continue the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. Being imitators of Christ, which of course is the life that God wants you and I to live. Living a life that he does freely give. He wants us to be imitators of him while we're living it and receiving it in Jesus' name. Tony, it's going to be some good eating today. Praise God. I say it's going to be some good eating today. But I'm going to tell you ahead of time, I ain't going to throw you no fluff. I'm going to throw you the real stuff. Praise God. Amen. So get ready to chew. Praise God. Because I'm about to throw a whole cow at you. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's going to be served up real good though. And I'm giving it to you with vegetables too. Praise God, so I can keep you regular after you heard what I said to you. Praise God, so that you can be able to allow this thing to pass through you and you to be able to receive all that God has in store for you. So I haven't any hear what the Lord has to say. I'm telling you, he's going to bless you this very day. But before I begin, I want you to do one thing for me. Everybody shout out, hallelujah. hallelujah. Everybody holler out, praise the Lord. Praise I want everybody to say, amen. Because that might be the end of what I get today. Praise God. Amen. We'll see. We'll see. Praise God. We go to Ephesians chapter 1 just in case. Praise God. I just want to pocket a couple of them just in case. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 5. I'm telling you, this is going to be a blessing to you in Jesus' name. All jokes aside. 
Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to read our foundational text, do a short review. Then we're going to move in, into today's stuff that God has in store for you, which is going to bless you in Jesus' name. Even more so, it's going to bless God and bless other people too, as you have an ear to hear and then do what I'm going to teach you. Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to start reading verse 1. It says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us. And have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become of saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, no unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not, be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. God's talking to his church right now because this is in the letter of, of, of Ephesians, written to the Ephesian church. He's talking to his church right now. He says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. You know, these some evil days. Praise God. Amen. I don't know if you know it or not. I know it. It's some evil days. Praise God. Stuff that was previously done in the closet is done out on right in the middle of the street right now. Praise God. Stuff that was that was held in secret is done right out front right now because Satan is becoming more aggressive by the day because he's getting more and more of public opinion lined up with him each and every day in such a way as more and more people saying that, yeah, that's right about things that are not right. And yeah, that's what we ought to do to things that we ought not do. So because of that, he, he is getting a boldness to be able to step out and say things that we ought to do that we ought not do. But God's coming to his church right now and saying to his church, come on, I'm talking to you. Wake up and stand up and live the life that I died for you to live. Wake up, stand up, and be able to come on and step into this life that I do freely give. Wake up, stand up, and be the people that I bled and died for you to be so that you can walk in that freedom and then through your freedom walk and allow other people to be set free. God is trying to talk to his church right now. It says, stop acting like fools. Of course, we know the biblical definition of a fool is a person that believes in their heart that there is no God. But that's a biblical fool. We're talking about an effective fool because effectually people are conduct themselves as though there is no God and make decisions as though there is no God. God thinks of them equally as foolish. And unfortunately, God's children, God's people, the people that he died for, that he had prepared for them to step into so much more are operating like fools. Now, I'm so glad I ain't talking about y'all. I don't even know what to do. Praise God. But at the same time, I'm, you know, just in case this CD goes somewhere, praise God, I want them to hear it too. Praise God and pass it to somebody that could be a benefit to. God's talking to his church right now. 
not the world, the church right now, and say, quit acting like foes. Walk circumspectly, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. See, in these evil days, when people walk in all kinds of ways, God has risen up a people who are supposed to be living out a particular way so that people can be able to look at us and see that that's not the way in terms of the life that they live, the way that they do things and the way they do, because they've watched me and you and got a chance to see how it's really supposed to be. Because we prove what the will of the Lord is. We prove what God's desire is. We prove what it is to live a life that's really living a life that's truly his. We prove that. And God wants us to prove that. But the only problem is, is that we don't approve that. Therefore, we can't prove that. If you don't ever approve it, you can't prove it. If you don't accept it as a life that you're supposed to live first, then you'll never be able to prove it to somebody else of how they should be lived out first. And so the God is talking to his church right now and say, come on now. I need you to be followers of me as dear children. We already found out that that word followers means imitators, imitators. And we know that an imitator is a person who acts or conducts themselves in behavior and in speech just like another person does. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to mimic him and to imitate him, to copy him in action as well as speech, which means the things that he do, we do. The things that he say, we say. And the things that he don't do, we don't do because that's how we mimic him each and every day. That if he don't do it, we don't do it. If he don't say it, we don't say it. He don't play it, we don't play it. That's what God is talking to his church about right now because unfortunately there's a world out here and that's that's living totally outside of what a god has to say and i might dare say it's a church that's doing the same thing too each and every day because god's church is doing this i said god's ecclesia which is the word uh, what the church greek word for church which means called out ones but although we are the called out ones many of us ain't living like we called out we living like we still in and god says i need to talk to you are you listening to me my friend God's talking to his church right now. And he's telling his church, come on now, wake up. Don't let nobody deceive you with vain words that tell you it don't matter what you do. Don't let nobody deceive you because that's not the words that I shared with you. God wants us to walk in a particular way. And he told us how to do it. And he wants us to do it in love, imitating him every day. We found out that therefore, since Jesus is the firstborn of many brethren, firstborn meaning that there's some other borns that come after that, many brethren is what he told him it was going to be. It was going to be a whole bunch of folk that was going to be following him, living this thing out the way he do too. And so he was the example for me and you. We found out he was the prototype. He was the very first example that we're supposed to all live out according to too and live this thing out just like he did too. That's why we found out that the number one thing there on the Christian's mind is supposed to be learning how to live this, live this life godly. It's not to be able to get a new car and drive real far and send back selfie pictures of yourself wherever you go. No, that's not what life is. Life is all about you finding out how to live godly and live that life out too. Because God has a mission for you. We're going to talk about it today. God got a purpose for you. We're going to talk about it today. God has something he wants you to do for him as a result of what he did for you. The Godfather says, hey, I did a little something for you. And now I'm expecting you to do a little something for me. Anybody listen to the Godfather talking to you? God is talking to me and you. He says, come on now. Line up, straighten up, and come on, let this thing right. We got some work to do before it's too late because it's, it's about to become night. God's talking to us and telling us how to be able to live this thing out. Last time we got together, praise God, we found out as children of God that we're supposed to imitate God, praise God. 
by and one of the ways we do so is that we don't love the world like others love the world. Now I need to turn back to this one, First John chapter two, because I know some people took 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 a whole week or at least it was a couple of days of the week to wipe this verse out their mind. Praise God. When God scissors and tried to cut it out the Bible, praise God. First John chapter two. Because we already know, praise God, that First John is a letter that's written by the Apostle John, the one that laid his head upon Jesus' breast, praise God, because of, he understood that Jesus was the best. And he's telling them exactly how to fellowship with love because he's seen him with his own eyes, touched him with his own hands. He's got a chance to be around him himself. And he says, now I want the joy that I have to be the same joy that's on the inside of you. And he's told, so, so he begins to teach them how to fellowship with love. God is love. So he tells them how to fellowship with love, how to be able to walk with God, live with God, and conduct yourself like you really are God's. This is one of the things that he said to them about what they need to do. First John chapter 2, verse 15. He said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, you can't preach around that. You can't teach around that. That's about as clear as you can get. God said, this is what I expect of you if, you, that is, if you're going to fellowship with me like you say you're going to do. Of course, before we go any further, I can give you all kind of theological definitions for the word fellowship, praise God, but I'd like to give you an example of it more so than a theological definition because I think it'll stick with you a little bit more. The, fellowship, the word fellowship will boil down to a concept of two fellows being in the same ship, of two fellows being in the same ship. As long as two fellows are in the same ship, they both will always go in the same direction and can always go in the same, in the same place. That if, 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 if the boat go that way, since two fellowships are in the, two fellows are in the same ship, everybody going that way. If the, if they go, if the boat go this way, if two fellows are in a the ship, then everybody going to go this way. If you are in fellowship with God, then that means God, that you're going the same way God goes. If you are not going the same way God goes, you have just broken fellowship with him because you are a fellow that got out of the ship because the only way you can go someplace else is to get out of the ship and go someplace else. Now, God still loves you. God's still with you in terms of that he'll never leave you, never forsake you. But you didn't, you didn't go that way in the boat that he take you because the only way that you can go into sin is to come out of fellowship with him. Does that make sense with anybody up in here? Well, he's teaching us how to be able to fellowship with him. He said, if you're going to fellowship with me, you're going to walk with me. And this is how I walk. I hate the world. The Lord hates the world and everything that the world is about. And he says, if you're going to walk with me, then I need you to no longer love the world. Somebody say process. process. Now, this is a process, praise God. You know, so don't think this is supposed to be an overnight success. This is a process. Praise God. It ain't like you get born again and then somebody comes over you with, 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 you know, with, with, with little wings and they drop gooby dust on you and love dust on you and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, now you don't do that no more. No, no, this, this, this takes a minute or two. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why we keep fellowshipping with God and learning his word and coming to church and all that other kind of stuff and praying and stuff. That's why we do all those things. We don't do them just to be doing something. We do them so that we can be able to get closer and closer to him and walk more successful and successful like him because he has has a word that he told me and you, I need you to be imitators of me. He didn't love the world. He said, I don't need you to love the world anyway. He said, cause if you do love the world, the love of the father is not in you. I love God. He said, if you love the world, the love of the world, God is not in you. That's what he said. Now, once again, you can preach past and teach past if you want to, or go find you a teacher that can teach pastor. I'm here to tell you the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord is, is that if we love the world, then it ain't in us. 
We found out last time we got together, if you wasn't here, praise God, that a lot of us things still love the world as quiet as it's get. We enjoy the world. We get a kick out of the world. That's why we watch the world's programs, listen to the world's music, and get a thrill out of it. That's why we're bored when they're singing stuff like Worthy. But if I'd have had somebody say, back it up, you'd have jumped up and started wiggling it and everything else like that. Why? It's because you love the world, but you don't love God. Praise God, like you, like you say you do. But everybody say process. It's something that you can learn to do. It's something that you can develop to do. Don't get, so don't get nervous. If there's no condemnation, this is information. So that you can be able to step into the manifestation that God has in store for you. Because we all learning. Because we all learning. Are you listening to me up in here? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get nervous. Not in this service and not in this service. Amen. Because this is a process. Praise God. Hallelujah. But you got to know about the process to be able to be involved with the process in order to move into what God has in store for you. Don't reject the process. Are you listening to me up in here? Accept the process because it's going to get you to someplace that God wants to get you to. We found out that if we love the world, then the love of God ain't in us. Because we already found out last time we got together that you can't love two at the same time. I don't care, how, I don't care what your boo told you. He, he can't love you and, and another boo at the same time. Because you can either go hold on to one or let go of the other. You can't love them both. You got to make up your mind. Are you listening to me? And God is coming to his church right now and say, come on, make up your mind. Am I your God or not? Do you love me or not? Because if you do, you got to drop that other boo talking about the world that you're still trying to hang out and still trying to do. God says, I need you to let that go. And come on, go into what I have in store for you. Moving forward into what God's got planned for us. We found out, praise God, many things about that. Now, obviously, I don't want to tell you no more about it, praise God, because I'm losing you already. Praise God. But give me one more hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. I just want to make sure it's still working. Praise God. We found out God says that this is what he wants us to do. Why? So that we can be able to step into the life that he has in store for me and you. See, when Jesus Christ died for me and you, he died to be able to provide us a life that's outside of anything that, we would, that the world could ever be able to provide you. The world can't give you what God's got for you. The world can't provide for you like God has provided for you. The world can't do you like God do you. That's why God say drop the world and come on and run with me because I'm the one that's going to set you free. See, we are not children of God. I said we are not children of God. And because we children of God, that, that, that changed some things for us. Let's talk about it. Turn to John chapter 3, please. It's about to get good, real good today. John chapter 3. Speaking in faith over there. John chapter 3. Hallelujah. John chapter 3. Come on, young preachers. You preach in season and out. John chapter 3. And trust me, this ain't seasonal. Verse 16. The Bible teaches us in John chapter 3, verse 16, letters in red so we know this is what Jesus said. And you know he ain't ever lied. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Notice the motivation behind why God did what he did. Because he so loved the world. Not just loved the world, so loved the world. God has a magnanimous love for me and you. Now the world he's talking about is not the world that he told us don't, don't, don't love, but to hate. This is the world talking about that which he created and everything that's in it, in that he created. God loves us. God loves his creation. And God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life now that word perish right there means to be perished fully to perish fully the reason why it says perish fully because perishing has already begun the moment you were born again you were born dying 
because perishing had already begun. Because sin had entered into the world and death thereby. And so it already came into this world. And so perishing had already started. But God gave us a solution. God gave us a bridge over the troubled water. God gave us what's necessary to become his sons and daughters. God gave us an opportunity to believe in Jesus Christ. Because if we believe in Jesus Christ, then we won't perish but have everlasting life. If we believe in the substitutionary work that he did for me and you up on the cross when he went and paid the price for me and you, God says that you should, should not perish but have everlasting life. The perishing can end and a life can begin. The perishing can begin and it can end and a life can begin. God wants us to be able to have the perishing to end and the life to begin. But that comes as a result of accepting Jesus Christ. Verse 17 says, For God sent not his, world, his, his son into the world to condemn the world, declare it not fit for use or habitation, but that the world through him might be saved. But that the world through him might be saved. That's what God came to do through Jesus Christ. He came to save me and you. Now the word save right there means deliver or protect. Deliver. Or protect, or because there's two different possibilities that exist to you and me. The first one is deliverance. That's where we end something we ain't supposed to be, and he comes and gets us out and sets us free. That's called deliverance. And that's what we was in. Man, we was up the creek without a paddle or a boat. Praise God. Are you listening to me up in here? We was in trouble. We was in a jacked up situation in which no man could be able to do nothing about until Jesus showed up. And when Jesus showed up, he delivered you and me. Praise God. Snatched us out of the slave market of sin and brought us in his family and made us his friend. He snatched us out of darkness and brought us into his marvelous light. And he did it in such a way where we didn't even have to put up a fight. Because he won the victory for me and you. He did it all for me and you. All we had to do was receive what he gave to me and you. He said in John chapter 1, verse 10, he said he came to his own, but his own received him not. One translation says, neither did they know him. But the next verse says, that's verse 11, excuse me, 10, it says he came into the world. Praise God. 11 is one, he says he did that. Verse 12 says, to them that received him gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. I got anybody there that believed on that name? What's that name? Come on now, when we believed upon that name, we can receive the power to become sons of God. That word power is the word exousia, praise God, which is talking about the right, the privilege, and the authority to become sons of God. We became, we received the right to become sons of God. It's right to be a son of God, but you got to receive the right to be right as a son of God. But he gave us the right to become sons of God. He gave us the authority to become sons of God. We've been authorized <laughs> to be sons of God. Because we got it from the authorized dealer. Are you listening to me up in here? And that's the one that created the thing. And that's God himself. But he also gave us the privilege to be sons of God. I said we got privilege to be sons of God. You don't know it. You have a privilege to be a son of God that the world don't have. Because God separated you from the world. Pulled you out from the world. Made you different from the world. In such a way where the world is supposed to look up to you and say I want to be you. Not us look back at the world and say we want to be like them. Because you're the one with the privilege. They don't have the privilege. You're the one with the authority. They don't have the authority. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed with what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you learned a little bit more about what God wants all of us to do. That is, be imitators of the God who saved me and you. I hope even more that you're learning the things that we can do be better imitators of God like he wants all of us to do. So let's do what God wants all of us to do and be the imitators of him that he wants all of us to do. 
I know I'm going to do it. And I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christensen, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up and you to the church and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to an exciting, spirit-filled evening event that's held at Word of Faith just for you. We invite all of you to join us on Sunday evening for our Christmas musical at Word of Faith, where we'll celebrate the birth of the Christ child in songs ministered by our anointed worship team. As Christmas approaches, it'll be good if we take our minds off the gifts that we need to buy and the ones we hope other people's buy for us and put our minds on the gift that God already gave us. We invite all of you to come on through as we set our focus for this Christmas season on that wonderful day when Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, was born. It starts at 7 p.m. sharp. It'll be followed with a wonderful reception in our fellowship hall. Neither I, VIP transportation service is available for this too. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. So make a point to be there and join this wonderful celebration of the birth of our Savior. Oh, come let us adore him. He's Christ the Lord. It'll be good to see you and your family there. I look forward to seeing all of you Sunday evening at the Christmas Cantata at Word of Faith Essay. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.